So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Oh, another beautiful Friday. Weissman and I, a Lincoln Park Friday. Ah, why is it a Lincoln Park Friday? Because I said so it is, Stephen. Weissman and I, the 995 Sports Network. Number to call is... 1605-562-8001. Press 5 to join the conversation. Today's a special day, Errol. Yeah, who doesn't... By the way, who doesn't like Lincoln Park? I didn't say I liked... I didn't like Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park's great. Every but... day is a Lincoln Park day. All right. That's not the main discussion of this show. This show is going to be a good one. You want to know why? Why? Tell me why. Today's our mid-season prediction show. So, we'll dive into the World Series just before we get into our mid-season awards. But, yeah, Errol, let's get right into it. The Houston Astros are finally World Series champions. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about that. It's two days old. The next thing you know, it's you just forget about it. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of a bittersweet moment right now for Houston fans in general, Houston sport fans in general. Get into that a little bit later as well. But, you know what, first of all, congratulations to the Astros. Well-deserved victory. The Dodgers, this was their window. This was their window to win. This, they had all the pieces, finally, to win a World Series. Kershaw was one game away from getting his ring. And he pitched well, too. Kershaw Played. In game seven. Absolutely. But, you know what? In my honest opinion, I think he should have started Kershaw. I think he should have went two or three innings then see what happens, you know, midway through. You want to start off a game really well. I that's guess, not what you darkish did. I guess, but the way the series was going, it wasn't obviously about how you started. It's about how you finished. I mean, think how many eight, late seventh, eighth, ninth inning changes that we had in, in this series throughout this game. I didn't think that was the wrong call. Because the way, like the way the game, the series was going, Stephen, you wanted him late in the game. You wanted him to go fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and then have uh, Morrow if he needed him and Kenley Jansen come in in the ninth inning. So I, I didn't hate the move. The one thing I was shocked by is that the Dodgers didn't come close. You know, didn't come close to cutting into the lead after they dropped out. I mean, Darvish, yeah, he, he was bad for two innings. Probably his last start as a, start as a Dodger. Who knows where he'll go after this. But I didn't, I didn't hate the move because, you know, the way the series was going, you needed him late in the game. You know, that's where all the runs were coming from was late in the game. No, absolutely. But this Game 7 did not compare to any of the other games in this World Series. This has to be one of the most exciting World Series World Series we've seen in a long time, Errol. This game I seven, think it's probably the most exciting that I've ever seen. Yeah, OptiGroup, especially Game 2, Game 5 – all these, you know, some of the studs in this series, Alex Bregman showed he's uh, an actual MLB player now, not just a rookie or whatever he was. Prospect. Prospect. Bregman's a superstar now. I'm going to just go out there and say Bregman is that third baseman that every team desires to have. He's great with the glove. He'll come up with clutch at-bats. The Astros are set for a couple of years. Well, coming out of 
um, coming up from the reins of the of the Astros organization, they were comparing him to A-Rod, his size, his strength, his uh, ability to hit the ball out of the field, and uh, ball out of the park, and his fielding. I mean, A-Rod in his younger days is a very good fielder, but even when he moved over from short to third. So people don't realize that about him. And he, you know, Stephen, he came up in the clutch moment. He lived for the clutch moment. Maybe not as much as Springer. I mean, Springer did produce more. But whenever there was a clutch hit to be need, needed, he thrived for it. You know who I want to give a little bit of a shout-out to? Stephen Asanowitz. Do you remember in the off season, right before the regular season started, who was the team that was going to win the World Series? Who was the player that was going to stand out the most? He did say the Houston Astros, and he did mention Alex Bregman. Did he know it? I don't, I don't remember. I, I'm I remember it. Oh, I remember it. He drilled that into my head. The Houston Astros were going all the way this year, and look what happened. Now, in better part, they weren't going to do that. If if the current team, if the team that was currently constructed when he said it, it wouldn't have happened. Justin Verlander didn't lose a game, or he lost one game technically in the you know afterwards, but lost one game as a Houston Astro. They don't win this World Series without him. I, I say that very confidently. Well, Verlander's not a free agent. He has one more year, right? I think he has a couple more years. Okay, so he's he's there. He's not going anywhere. No, yeah, that's what I was worried about. But yes, Verlander. I'll have to say he he was the MVP of this Astros team. I'm gonna go out there and say it. Besides Jose Altuve, you know, who really showed up in this postseason? It was Justin Verlander. It was Verlander. I mean, uh, Springer did come up big in big spots as well. Um, you know, this this is the perfect type of team Steve, that that teams want. That teams want to co- you know come to construct, mixed in with savvy veterans, experience. Beltron, McCann, Verlander. Get that good atmosphere. Stop shooting down in your head. I see. I feel so good for Beltron. Get though. that. I would have rather had Curtis Randers than whatever. But whatever. He wasn't on the roster. So afterwards, I just wanted the, the Dodgers to blow up in flames. Um, and mixed in. This team isn't going anywhere. <laughs> Bregman at third. Correa at short. Look at that infield. Goriel's 33. Uh, I get it. But you can still hit. Correa Altuve second. Altuve second. McCann, McCann, yeah. I, I mean, this Evan Gaddis, Marwin Gonzalez is a fantastic, is probably the best utility guy that could start left field second base for any team in the league. I, this team isn't going at George Springer. I didn't even mention Steven. This team isn't going anywhere. That's the amazing thing. And it's the off season, so you know there's going to still be moves ma- moves to be made. They're not going to just sit there and do nothing. This team's only going to improve. And the Astros, like I said, they're going to be here for a long, long time. Yeah. So they, congratulations to them. Not to say the Dodgers' window is closing or even closed or, or even close to closing for that matter, but they still have a bevy of young players. I'm not a big Puig fan. I think there's only so much potential he can live up to. Uh, I'm a huge Corey Seager guy. Absolutely. Cody Bellinger is fantastic. Peterson, Jock Peterson, I love Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson is kind of, you know, the general can't-hit lefties, but he'll smash righties type of guy. He's a curse man. I, I think he, they reflect each other very well. Um, they still have Kershaw, despite the back issues year after year, which as his career goes on, it might be a concern, but for now we can leave it. And the bullpen is still really good, despite being knocked around this year. We've seen it, Stephen. We've watched our own team witness from it. You get gassed by the time you get out there. Remember that? The Grom was gassed. Amelia was gassed. But if Amelia got overworked way too much, Jensen went in the seventh inning yesterday, two days ago. Why do you think the Dodgers lost, though? What, what was the reason the Dodgers lost the series? Um, or is it the Dodgers lost it, or the Astros just 
completely. The Astros, won. I think the Astros won it. Uh, because it's not like I can say, well, the Astros, you know, the Dodgers bullpen was bad. The Astros was bullpen fine. was the Astros bullpen was worse. Um, I think they just they made better, you know, they, the better team won. I, I don't, I wouldn't even say that they made the extra play. I mean, think about the scores. The stuff, you know, three one. You know, the, all the runs came off Verlander in one inning. Um, the extra inning game in the second in the second game. The the brilliant pitching matchup that was Kershaw and Keuchel. I mean, this was one of the more evenly even series, game by game by game. It's it crazy. But even when we thought they were going to be well pitched games because of the stars that were going out there, they weren't even well pitched games. They were more of a like, like for instance, was it Game Six where it was Justin Verlander? No, Verlander and Richel. Yeah. Yeah, that was supposed to be a nice pitching match. I, I mean, and it was. It's just their respective managers didn't let them go as far as they should. Right. Um, that's another problem. I mean, is this? I'm gonna ask you: Is this what we're going to see now in the postseason, where a pitcher who's getting paid all of this money, sixty and sixty pitches in four innings? Well, you're at the the the, the analytics says, well, after the third time, third time of the order, I, I don't really want you out there, so I'm gonna sit. But you gas out the bullpen, and you saw that. You saw the bullpen not right. only struggle; they looked tired. I honestly hope not. I I really hope from. Going forward, even though it's not going to happen, because this is the day and age we are in in baseball, we're only going to see starters go four or five innings, and then I, I don't think that we're not going to see seven innings, eight innings as much as we once did, and that's what I miss most about the game. I miss this eight inning uh, starts by pitchers. I miss the complete games. I, I think baseball is missing a big part of that. Yeah, I think the complete game era of it's slowly dying. I think soon it will be completely regressed where we just don't see it ever. Um, It'll be like a no-hitter. Yeah. Be I, like, well, maybe not as that, not as, you know, no, but that. I, but I, know, I know what you're saying. Um, Kershaw, who's the best pitcher in baseball, I think we could all agree on that, pitched one complete game. Um, he wanted to go the distance in game one. Well, you know, you, you weren't, Dave Roberts didn't let him. So I think this is, I think we're, we're going to see baseball continue to change. I mean, you know, everyone wants to change the time of it. Everyone wants to cut it short. Everyone, you know, there's nothing really you can do. But I think what they can change is how far these pitchers go. How many are? I mean, we still bring them more on every game. It may have not been for a full inning, but some, you know, some games was more than an inning, and like game seven was one, one out. So I think we're going to see that type. Um, and I think we're going to see Steven because we we saw it a lot. Devensky, uh, Brandon Morrow, Jensen's a, a different story, but. Um, and we saw Charlie Morton and Brad Peacock starters going into the bullpen for the long run being effective, which is interesting when we see uh, when the Mets season starts, what will happen with Matt Harvey, because I've been saying I think he'll be good in the bullpen. Matt, I think, will end up in the bullpen because I just don't think he'll be able to stay healthy over a course of uh, you know 30 to 33 starts. But well, uh, we're going to Mets and Yankees all season, all season long. That's probably one of my favorite topics, off season moves. Before we get into our NFL prediction. My favorite topic here. Thank you. I, I just want to mention the Mets did hire some uh, coaches. Please, tell me about it. I believe their pitching coach is now Dave Eland. I, I believe that's how you Dave Eland, yeah. He was with the Royals for the past seven years and with the Yankees for two years before that. He has great chemistry with Mickey Callaway, who's a new Mets manager. So, see what happens. I know Eland has two World Series under his belt. So, that's obviously good to have in the locker room. And also, they promoted their assistant hitting coach, 
Pat, Pat Rossler? Is that yeah. His name? See, now this is the problem. Daniel Murphy is going to hit 70 home runs this year. Oh, yeah, because Kevin Long is now. That's I. There's another uh, another coaching hire that they hired yesterday. The why, why does this keep happening? Why does this keep happening? That guys go from the Mets to the Yankees to the, to the, the Nationals, Nationals to the Dodgers. Like, why does this keep happening? Well, it's not like the Mets didn't want him as a hitting coach. They def- obviously wanted but he, him back. But he went to the same position over there, so why not stay in the place that you're comfortable because in? Because maybe he felt a little you know, hurt by not becoming the manager. Listen, you went – if he was that much, if he was that highly touted, he would have interviewed for the national job and gotten that job. He would interview for for the Yankees yeah, job, where he's very well respected. Extra- I've heard numerous good things about him. If you got turned down by a position that you applied for, the the top managerial position, and you didn't get the job, you would stick with that organization. You wouldn't feel a little bit of. I wouldn't feel animosity to say to, uh, to say that, but. No, I, I really I, – I wouldn't. But to go to the Nationals, I, why is it – it just brings the point. Why does this keep happening? What is what uh, is so nice about Washington they can't get out of the first round? Oh, my God. The Mets also signed the new first base coach, so Tom Goodwin. Uh, he's on the – he's with the Red Sox now. Um, uh, Third base coach? Who's the first base coach? Ruben Amaro Jr. now. Okay. Now, who's, who's the third base coach? I couldn't stand him. He was. I don't know his name, but every time I swear, every time he sent somebody. Tuffle. No, Sherlock. Oh God! Every time he sent somebody. Sherlock won't be back either. Oh, why I, would I, he? So I hear, but we have so much time left in the. Why would he? I don't know why Kevin. The Mets should have done everything that they could to retain Kevin Long in the position that he just went and took with another team. So. Well, he did, does win a uh, World Series with the Nationals. I can at least say I interviewed a World Series. Oh, he's World Series. Even I gotta get out of the first round. Sounds like you know the Islanders gotta get to at least. Okay, you wanna get into hockey? No, I'm alright. We did enough of that yesterday on the fifth line. By the way, thank you, Errol, for coming oh, on. Oh, thank to you the fifth for listen. Yesterday. Thank you for having me on. I, I'm welcome. Listen, I I would come on anytime you ask me to. Would you? I would. Maybe you'll come by to Farmingdale more often next semester. Maybe, Stephen. Maybe that's that's something to talk about in the future. But um. Uh, Jets played last night. I don't know if you remember that, but they, because we're getting into our midseason predictions, and one of these teams I do have in the postseason, or I did, and that you know driving over here, I, I the thing that bothered me last night, that offense, the defensive line, and the offensive line for the for the Bills and the for the respected uh for the Bills and the Jets. I mean, they punched. For example, the Jets' offensive line punched the Bills right in the mouth. They couldn't get back up. Um, I, I was a little hesitant to pick that game last night because once I saw Kelvin Benjamin wasn't playing, and then, of course, Zay Jones, it's Steven, these knees. Can we get new knees? I mean, can we – Why get, wasn't Kelvin Benjamin playing? I, I guess he just didn't learn the playbook quick enough. I mean, he did get trade off. I two, understand. I understand. You need a full week, but – That was a great trade. That was – Oh, we're going to get into that. This is the greatest trade deadline. I'm not, it's not a stretch. This was the best trade deadline in NFL history. I We had Ajayi going to the Eagles. We had Garoppolo going to the 49ers. Which was, I was stunned. I, I have a theory for that that we'll get into later. Um, I'm missing people. I know that. Uh, Kellen Benjamin going to the Jeremy Bills. Jeremy Lane. Jeremy Lane. No, Jeremy, it didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. Dwayne Brown, though, is going to the Seahawks, which I think that elevates them. To even higher expectations. But wasn't he going for Lane? Uh, yeah, but Lane, the physical, physical fail. Physical. So they, they sent in another draft pick instead. Gotcha. Uh, I guarantee they did. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and then we saw some sad things happen in the last couple of days. Sean Watson in line for Rookie of the Year, Kennedy for MVP, tears his ACL, non-contact injury. Been in practice. Oh, God. it's That that one hurt. Oh, it was right after I left you yesterday. So now for 10 teams, now 10 teams have, have lost either their best or most valuable player. The Browns and Joe Thomas, David Johnson with the Cardinals, although Beckham with the Giants. Peterson with the Eagles. Peters, uh, Peters with the Peter, Eagles. Jason Peters with the Eagles. We just mentioned um, – what did I just mention? Oh, uh, Sean Watson. I mean, the list goes on and on. I, I had the list, but I just uh, – um, 10, Stephen. I mean, it's getting to the point where I'm a little worried. But, uh, Steve, let's start with it. We'll start with – we'll go down. We'll go from the bottom up. Defensive rookie of the year. I don't know. Do you know Do you know any rookies? I do. Did you Google them or did you – No, I had one of mine. Oh, oh, I'm glad. Before yeah. I did my research – I did have one in mind, and I'm still sticking with him. Oh, good. Even though he's probably not going to be the most popular, but I'm going with Jamal Adams. Okay. He's obviously not going to have many sacks, but oh, he's, a, he's safety. a safety. Oh, Christ. He has me. 43 tackles on the season. Last night, he forced a fumble also. I don't know if you caught that yeah. part of the game. Hey, he's fantastic. But Jamal Adams, I don't think he's going to end up with – I think there's a lot more better candidates. Like, T.J. Watt, he's been unbelievable, but – I think it's going to be Jamal Adams at the end of the day. You just named my guy. I'm going with T.J. Watt. Um, he's going to pile up the numbers. I think he's – I mean, he resembles a more athletic version of his brother. I think he's just smaller than his brother, so he gets off the line quicker. Um, oh, T.J. Watt got hurt too. Look at that. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go – and I I told you before the season when I picked Miles Garrett, unfortunately he just hasn't played enough to this point. I told you before, it should be Jamal Adams. I would pick Jamal Adams, but we're doing, you know, it's not about who I should or would think would, would win the award. It's about who's going to win, to the, win the award. And these voters love sacks and they love tackles. They don't care about, you know, the guy in the backfield. We saw it when statistics means everything to them. We saw it when Revis got snubbed by Charles Woodson for defensive player of the year back in 2008. Um because Woodson had more interceptions, he had more tags, but Revis literally created his own island. So, um, give me T.J. Watt. All right. Next, we'll have our offensive rookie of the year. Oh, God. This, I this mean, one hurts. Well, we, we both – I assume we both had the same player. And I thought yesterday. And I assume we both still have the same player. Actually – It's changed now, Why don't you go ahead, because I got a little – It's tough, because I was obviously going to go with Deshaun Watson, and I am such a big Deshaun Watson fan. It, it just hurts with that news yesterday. But I'm going to go with Kareem Hunt now. I think Kareem Hunt at the start of the year was the the favorable candidate to win this award. He has over 760-something yards, four touchdowns. And realistically, without Kareem Hunt, I understand Alex Smith is having an unbelievable season. What would this team be without Kareem Hunt? Seriously. Uh, I mean, with that injury to Spencer Ware before the season even started, did you expect Kareem Hunt of all players to take his, you know, position and run with it? No. Um, I think Kareem Hunt wins the uh, offensive rookie of the year. I, I'm gonna stick with what, what was that? No, uh, no Mike drop. Mike drop. Yeah. No. Go for um, it. I'm gonna stick with the guy I picked in the beginning of the year. I'm gonna stick with Fournette. Um, they're about 150 yards apart from each other. Fournette does have more touchdowns, but Hunt does average more yards per game, 5.2, opposed to Fournette that is 4.6. The only problem is, Stephen, I don't um I don't know if those numbers are gonna stick. Hunt still has another game against the, the Broncos that he just struggled against. Uh the Chargers are have a good 
run defense with those two guys over the edge. Um, you got to run down the middle on that team, and it's still hard to do that because you can't run on the end of them. I'm going to stick with Leonard Fournette right now, statistically wise. Hunt has the edge, but the rest of the season, this is, this is why we do it. So, and when I, it's funny because when I said the short, uh, no, when I said, no, what I said in the offseason with the whole Carson Wentz thing, how he was going to be with top three, you said we still have a half season left to go. Yeah, we do. You're going to stick by that? Um, no, because from I think I, he's proved what yeah, he is. I think he's second. I'm still going to stick with Russell Wilson now that Rodgers is not. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the same game I watched the other I last did. week? I did. And the guy has no offensive line. Limited weapons, no running game. So there's no there's no reasonable reason. Carson Wentz just lost his. There's, there's no reason why teams would set up for play action against that team. I still think Russell will. If I'm starting a team today, you're picking Russell Wilson I would over pick, Carson yes, Wentz. I would pick Russell you're crazy. Wilson. Not, After the season Carson Wentz has had, that's fine. That's two years. Uh, now there's a book on. Him. There's gonna be a book. There's been a book on Russell Wilson for five you years. Said there's he, a book on Dak Prescott. Yeah, and he has not been the same guy. He's been good. But he hasn't been the same. I'll agree with that. There's a book. There's a book. Listen, there's been a book on Russell Wilson for five years, and he's still tearing up defenses like. I'd still go with Wentz over Wilson, but not. We'll agree to disagree. Let's go to our defensive player of the year. Errol, you could go first on this. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. I want, I want to see where I'm going. I'm going with my, you know, original pick in the beginning. No, I didn't. Yeah, I did pick him in the beginning of the year. I'm sticking with him, Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa has been unbelievable. He has eight and a half sacks on the season. And, you know, what? I, the, the only reason why I think he might not win it is because of the Chargers don't get as much, you know, of a showcase than other teams. You agree with that? Yeah. Um, I, I, I suppose. But Joey Bosa is very deserving. Of I mean, I mean, I mean they, lo- they look at everything, these voters. So, I mean, depending on – this isn't baseball. You know, if your team stinks, then – or excuse me, this isn't the NBA. If your team stinks, you, you're, you're not going to get you're not getting the award. Um, I'm going to go with I, – I didn't expect this. I'm going to go with Calais Campbell. Um, in the beginning there, I had a landing Collins. Unfortunately, he hasn't been what I thought he he didn't take the next step. Calais Campbell is tied for second with Everson Griffin with 10 sacks and half a sack behind Demarcus Lawrence. Calais Campbell is the catalyst for the best defense in the league. Uh, that's all I have to see. Uh, he's had four sacks in more than one game this year. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. It's unheard of. Some people get four sacks in a game, and they take too much, and they take a lot of pride in it because it's hard to get sacks in this game in this league now. So I'm going to take Calais Campbell. Um, I do like the pick of Joey Bosa because he is he does have eight and a half sacks. Now Campbell only has 32 tackles, but I think he'll he'll at least double it plus or more by the time he gets up to that. Uh, by the time the season comes to an end. No. The best award. Why do we want to wait for it? Yeah, just go with it. I mean, I mean, because I still want to do comeback player of the year. Go ahead, comeback player of the year. My comeback player of the year has to be Todd Gurley. And you know what? You can argue you could pick his teammate Jared Goff, because Goff's had an unbelievable season too. But Todd Gurley—that's where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, Todd Gurley's unbelievable. Six hundred twenty-seven yards, five touchdowns. Uh, to start the first seven games of the season. Give me Todd Gurley for comeback player of the year. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with – you mentioned his quarterback. I'm going to go with his quarterback. Uh, Gurley had the talent. He had no quarterback, though. Uh, Gurley's talent is completely correlated with Jared Goff's success. Or uh, Gurley's success. 
Um, because we saw his excuse me, we saw his rookie year. He just ran wild. Now you, you know how I feel. With the year, we have a book on him. Stack the middle. Make Case Keenum throw. Make Jared Goff throw with a defensive-minded head coach in Jared Fisher. Next thing you know, McVay comes in, fixes Goff, gets him some weapons. They're the highest-scoring team in the league. That's the quarterback, man. Give me Jared Goff. But would you disagree with my pick? No, I, I think it's a good pick. I just think without Goff's success, I don't think Gurley would be having the season, which he's been the best running back in the league this season, the season that he'd be having. And then we'll go coach of the year. Then we'll go to our MVP. Coach of the year, I think we're both going to have the same guy. Uh, Sean McVay, I think I, I think he's most deserving. This team was not good last year at all. Completely changed how Jerry Goff has looked. When I think about this award, I think about, okay, where did I have each team in the standings and, and where did, you know, how have they done so far and how did they do? Because, you know, we're projecting this for the end of the season. I had the Rams winning nine games. If you go, if you know, I guess yeah, you read my I article. Didn't. I guess you read my article, whatever. Um, on the SNDblog.com. I had this team winning nine games. I thought Goff would be a lot better because of the weapons that they have around them. Let's not forget Andrew Whitworth, who's like 50 years old and still the best left tackle in the game. I thought this team would be a nine-win team, and I wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs. Now I think they're going to make it with flying colors. I didn't expect this. Eagles team to take the step that they did. I didn't expect Carson Wentz to take the reins of maybe the MVP that he did. So I'm going to go with Doug Peterson because I just didn't. I mean, the defense, the defensive secondary is still on paper atrocious. Uh, fortunately for them, Fletcher Cox is a beast in the middle, and they got other guys on the, they, you know, they have uh, Derek Barnett out of Tennessee. So they have guys rushing the passer to disrupt the quarterback and, and, you know, makes the secondary look better. Right. It doesn't make it look as bad, but Steven, I'll let you I'll let you do the honors for the MVP. I think we're both gonna have the same guy. I I guess you can say that. My MVP is Carson Wentz. And I don't think there's any other guy you could choose you know what? You could choose two other guys, two other quarterbacks. You could probably choose Tom Brady as always. You could choose Alex Smith too. Because without Alex Smith even Kareem Hunt would not be anything, in my opinion. But, yeah, I'm going to go Carson Wentz, 2,063 yards, 19 touchdowns so far. He'll at least get 30, 35, in my opinion. And I don't think there's any stopping Carson Wentz in this Eagles team, especially with the accusation of JGI. I think that's huge, not only for Carson Wentz, but the Eagles team in general. It's just going to create more of a chance. For Carson Wentz. Did you say accusation? Accus- did I say accusation? I meant, I, 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 you know what I meant. Acquisition. Acquisition. Um, I thought you were about to start talking about Ezekiel Elliott, and I was like, accusation. I mean, that's a whole other thing. It wasn't. Key- I mean, allegedly Jerry Jai was not good in the locker room. I thought maybe you're gonna go there. I I didn't know what you. You were know doing. what I meant. I did. I really didn't. <laughs> Carson uh, Wentz is running through. Um, who did I tell you was the best quarterback in the NFC? Russell Wilson. So who do you think my MVP is? It can't be Russell Wilson. It's going to be Russell Wilson. Oh Through eight God. games, 15 touchdowns, four interceptions, um, 2,008 yards, which is not far off from your boy, who you loved all year, and a passer rating of 100.4. Carson Wentz, 101.6. 
2063, a completion percentage of 61, and Russell Wilson has a completion percentage of 63. I mean, it's, it's neck and neck with this race. The problem I have now with Carson Wentz, and I'm going to tell you the problem I have with him. So I look at his schedule, and I see it. I see Washington. I see Kansas City, which was, you know, it was a good game that he had. I see the Giants, 176, one touchdown. Very so far. I see the Chargers, 242. I see the Cardinals, bad team. I see the Panthers, bad team. I see the Redskins again, bad team. 49ers, really bad team. Where is the adversity from Carson Wentz that I need to see? You know, he hasn't played Dallas yet. I will be very curious. My eyes will be glued to the TV when he does. He plays Denver this week. I think that will be very telling. It is at home, but that defense is no joke, obviously. Probably one of the best, if not the best in the league. So we will see what happens. Uh, you see, he still has to play the Seahawks, too. So yeah. those two are going to go head-to-head to with each other. And he has the best, when healthy, offensive line in the league. And I'm one of the best. I'll put him second in the NFC beside, behind the Cowboys. Jason Peters, Will Johnson. Well, Peters is out. Excuse me, Lane Johnson. Well, Peters is out now, and we're going to see how Wentz does without his left tackle. Just Jason Kelsey in the middle. I mean, probably the three best, I'll say this with confidence, the three best tackles in the league. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, the two best tackles, and if you're going to put the center with there, because I think the center position doesn't get enough credit. Um, this is some big dudes that got <laughs> those D tackles. So I'm going to go with Russell Wilson for the rest of the year. He has Dwayne Brown now. He has an offense. He's been doing this with no offensive line. Uh, and now he has a good left tackle. So I, I'm going to take Russell Wilson rest of the season MVP. I, I, not to say I don't think Wentz is going to be bad, but his schedule, he's gone through a cupcake schedule. I'm curious to see what happens when he faces the Legion of Boom in no flight zone this season. So. Well, there you have that. You had our midseason awards. When we come back from our break, we're going to have our division winners, our championship games, and our Super Bowl. Can I make a prediction No. about you? Can you wait till after this? I just, I'm thinking about it. Like, I don't know what you're going to do, but I think I might know. Go ahead. All right, we're gonna, we'll do it right after, break, uh, right after this break. What's going on on the 95 Sports Network back after this? Introducing the SND Podcast channel. Your one-stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. Westman is back with you on this Friday. The number to call is 1605-562-8001. Press 5 to join the conversation. Right before the break, we gave you our midseason awards and predictions. And from now on to the end of the show, we have our division winners, our championship games, our Super Bowl picks, and our weekly Awards. Did Joe get to you, by the way? No, he did not. Um, I'm assuming he will send them to me before I do post them online. So I, uh, hopefully that will come about. All right. So let's start off with our division winners. Uh, before that, you said you had a prediction for me, but I'm, pre- I'm predicting for you. I don't. If you give me my awards, or I don't. No, no, no. I'm predicting for you, Chiefs and Eagles. That's what I'm predicting. Okay. That's well, what I think you will predict. All right. So, the NFC East... Wait, 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 wait. We can't do this without... 
the song makes me feel some type of way. Go ahead, NFC East, we got, we got what's feeding you out with Oh, God, Steven! Give me the Eagles to be in the second seed. And, yeah, Eagles are my division winner. Right. I have the Eagles' number one seed. I think they'll win around 12, 13 games. Um, I think they'll be the number one seed. Have hope field advantage throughout the NFC. All right. Team I didn't even have in the postseason. Wonderful. The NFC North. I have the Vikings. Yeah, this one's easy to me. Uh, best defense, best roster in this division, and they're doing it without a quarterback of confidence. But this quarterback is playing very well. I just don't think this is going to last. We've seen Case Keenum. We know what Case Keenum is. Case Keenum is not the next Alex Smith. Those happens once in, once in every decade. So, um, they're going to be my third seed, by the way. Very underrated receiving core. I think those two... You can make an argument best in the NFC. I agree. Um, but they're my third seed, okay. right behind the Eagles. The NFC South, this is just a horrible division, but give me the Saints. I don't even think the Saints deserve to be in it. But Have you seen their schedule? They can be eaten, too, by the end of, you know, by the beginning of December. The schedule is, is a cupcake for Um This division's bad. I heard Stevens, your Super Bowl-winning team, I heard that locker room is in sad shape right now. I heard now. that too. I heard once he's not doing too well. No, not even that. I mean, there's just no everyone's you know there's no chemistry in the locker well, room. Well, they had so. such high expectations to start the season. Yeah, and, that, and, and now you're two and five, and, and you know, I still feel bad for them because if you know the hurricane thing never happened, where would they be? Would they, you know, I don't know. You can't, not, blame, don't, you can't blame Mother Nature for this. Stuff. No, but now they have a. But they don't even have a body throughout this, this year now. I mean, look what Miami's doing. Miami's not that great, but well, Miami, they have a winning I record. Think Miami was going to be good in the first place, so well, Miami right. also sold off. Sold. So the Saints uh, are my fourth seed. I have the Saints too. I had them as the fourth seed. I had the Vikings as Vikings as third. All right. Um. Then the NFC, the NFC West. I have the Rams as my first seed. Think Rams is your first. Rams is oh, my first. Okay. Seat. I think they they're taking off really good team. I don't think I would have gone that far. I have them in. Spoil that now. I have the Seahawks as my second seed. I think the addition of Dwayne Brown. Now I'm still concerned there is no running game with them, and that's a fact. Pro Sites is coming back though. I think he'll get him some elusive, uh, elusiveness in the backfield because he can catch it out of the backfield. He's dangerous in open field. Dwayne Brown's going to elevate them to this division. I thought maybe the Rams had a good chance to win it, but I'll take the Seahawks' second seed. I think they'll win around 11, 12 games. Give me Seattle. All right, and who's your fifth seed? I'll, I guess I'll go with my fifth seed. Yeah, why are you going oh, back oh, and forth? All right. My fifth seed's going to be go the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks. Go ahead, ladies first. Errol. Seahawks going to be my fifth seed. I, it was tough between Seahawks and the Rams. I, I think both are going to be neck and neck. If one doesn't win the division, one's running a wild card. Well, incredible team. I can see the Rams winning 10 or 11 games and still missing out on the division. I think these two teams are that easily matched. Yeah. I have the Rams. Yeah, I have the Rams. I think we both have the same. Todd Gurley is fantastic. I think this team's another year or two away from being a real good, serious Super Bowl contender. Um, but this defense is still for real, even without Jeff Fisher there. There's one thing he did right. It was drafting defensive players and developing them. Uh, still concerned a little bit about the secondary. They do have the best special teams in the league, though. That's a, that goes a little bit unnoticed. But give me them as the 15. They're really good at that state. My 16? 
the, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, come on. Why you stole that from me? I didn't steal anything from you. I had the Cowboys winning the division. I know, but and the now, Cowboys are still playing really well. Especially with Ezekiel Elliott playing I on you, Sunday. I, I thought you were going to shy away from that because of the Ezekiel Elliott thing. Yeah, I got him. I got him too as a 60. I wanted to put the Panthers there, but I haven't seen enough of Cam Newton. And then Calvin Benjamin all of a sudden gets traded. Um, I don't see the the Falcons are reverting back. You remember what I told you? Was take out that one year last year, the MVP year from Matt Ryan. He's Andy Dalton in his own. That's I'm not. That's not my opinion. That's just the numbers. That's the fact. Um, yeah, give me the Cowboys. I think honestly this is a crap to, uh the 60 between the teams I just mentioned, but. The Cowboys, I think they'll lose this Sunday. I think they'll lose against the Falcons. I would be, but then the schedule the rest of the year, Giants are a bad team. Eagles, I think they, I'm curious to see. I think they kind of have a 50-50. They're going to have their number. The Redskins, I, I don't know what to expect from them. So, uh, And then they have the Raiders and a couple other easy games. So, give me the Cowboys. I think nine games gets them in. I think that's all I need is nine games to get them in. Right. AFC? Uh, I have the Pats in one. In the AFC East, they're my number one seed, obviously. I mean, what do you guys think? I will say this. Now, there are rumors that Bill Belichick is going to be done soon. When Brady leaves, Belichick leaves. What he did, trading Garoppolo, was like a parting goodbye to his friends. Because um, him and Mike Shanahan, really good friends. Kyle's obviously the coach now. You saw that happen. Gave away Jacoby Brissett for nothing. Him and Andy Reid, really good friends. That GM now is, is good friends with Andy Reid as well. They're the number one seed, though. I this is finally winding down, man. It's, it was great, but it's going to wind down. All right. Well, I'm going to have the Patriots also as my number one. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to go with my number two. The Chiefs are my number two. Okay. Uh, they're going to win the AFC West. So. Um, uh, yeah, I'll take, I'll take the Chiefs too as well. Um, they have to be too. I think, you see, I wanted to put this, if they're one, I think it's getting to the Super Bowl. But if they go to New England, it, it's this weird triangle. Pittsburgh beats Kansas City, New England beats Pittsburgh, but Kansas City can't beat them, and Kansas City could beat Pittsburgh. It's weird, but given this is two, and we'll see what happens. My number three. I don't know if you're going to agree with this. Jacksonville Jaguars won their division in the AFC South. They overcome the Titans for that division. Um, yeah, I, That's my number three. Seed. I have Pittsburgh. Uh, I took a look at the schedules. Now we can do a more accurate win, the win-loss, win-loss game. They have an easy schedule going forward. So I think them and the Chiefs are going to be neck and neck with 11 and 12 wins for the number two and number three. Seed. All right. Um, my number four seed is going to be the Steelers uh, coming out of the AFC North. I think Ben Roethlisberger, he's a winner, but he's, like you said, all the time is undefeated. When you have that mindset going into the season, contemplating if you want to play, he's just not playing at his best performance like we've seen in the past. But he's going to hit that fourth seed. Um, I got the Jaguars in four. It's just tough for me because I had the Texans. I had the Texans in the championship game. I was really thinking about putting them in the Super Bowl. That's obviously can't happen now. I think the defense is legit. Leonard Fournette's my rookie offensive rookie of the year. But Bortles he played well last game. And the schedule is not that tough, don't think, going forward. So give me the Jaguar. I also don't think the Titans. Watching Mariota, I'm concerned. I am concerned. Now, maybe he's not healthy, but give me the Jaguars winning the division. My fifth seed 
I was going to go with the Houston Texans. I, I was going to actually win them, have them win them in the division, but I don't see them making the playoffs now. My fifth seed is going to be the Buffalo Bills. I like the Bills. I like how their defense is going to carry them, and, you know, the trade with Kelvin Benjamin is only going to help going forward. Tyler Taylor has another offensive weapon you can throw through, and Kelvin Benjamin actually has a decent quarterback that he can, you know, catch with. So give me the Bills on the fifth seed. Um, yeah, I had, I had the, um, excuse me, I had the Jaguars as the fifth seed. I had the Astros, excuse me, Astros, the Texans as my fourth seed. Um, Steven, I'm going to go a little bit of a stretch right here. I, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um, I think that defense is good enough to win games. I think Phillip Rivers is probably the most underappreciated quarterback in the league. And, you know what? They got weapons, and, and that pass rush, man, it could do wonders for a team. So, give me the Chargers, and honestly, it's it's a crapshoot now because I had the Texans, and the sixth seed was – Buffalo had to win that game to make the postseason. Because this schedule, if you look at their schedule going forward, it's it's rough. Yeah. So, they haven't even burst the Patriots. No, yet. they haven't played the Ed Stuff played Patriots twice. But I still think with their defense, winnable game. Yes, I mean, they have the Saints. Taylor, Tyler Taylor has definitely stepped up this season. Oh, I think he – listen, I think he's a good quarterback. For whatever reason, Buffalo didn't want him there, for, but they kind of forced their hands. So, right. give me the Chargers. I think the Chargers – I think this is to the point – I think nine games gets both of these – maybe eight games gets the 60. Nine games definitely gets the nine to 60. My sixth, sixth seed is going to be the Tennessee Titans. Uh, it's tough because, like you said, Mariota is not playing too great. I can't believe I'm keeping my AFC team out of the playoffs, the Oakland Raiders. They just they, they don't look good. They don't look good at all. And you know what? Titans really don't look that great either. But I do think Mariota picks it up and takes them through at least a wild card game. i got to stop the music for a second. Because I'm going to do a mic job. I need to read off a list of games for you. This goes into my prediction. It does. I promise. I need you, I need to read off a list of games for you and you to tell me. You know, bad team, good team. Bad team, good team. Oh, I don't tell me. I the know Buccaneers. Who you're going to pick. Buccaneers. Bad team or good team? Bad team. I know who you're going to pick. Panthers, bad team or good team? Bad team. Chiefs, good, good team. Broncos? I know who you're going to pick. Bad team. Saints? Even I have the Jets winning eight games and getting into the postseason. I knew you were going to pick. I have them winning eight games. That's all it's going to take. Back to the music. That's all that it is going to. I'm serious. This defense can punch you in the mouth and you won't get up. Eight games is all it takes. They can't win eight. They gotta go four and three the rest of the way against Saints. Against the Saints team, I think is good. It can be tough in New Orleans. They have another game against the Dolphins. They have a game against the bad Buccaneers. I don't know what the Broncos are now. I, I mean, they have no quarterback. Brock Osweiler is starting at court. Brock and Roll. Whoa! Oh, Brock and Roll is back, man. Um, that Chargers game, I think that they have is going to be the difference between a fifth and a sixth seed. And then they have the Patriots. Let me just make sure I have this right. Let me make sure I have this right. Because, you know, I see the time. Don't – what are you – We still have our picks to go. The Patriots – they have the Patriots on the last week of the year. 
I think the Patriots will have everything wrapped up, and I think the Jets have a real good shot to win that game. All right. Give me the Jets 8-8 eight and eight as the sixth seed. That's a hot take right there. I, that's a hot take. Even though I'm going to disagree with that, I think the Jets have been playing extremely well. I just don't think What I gonna... saw last night, that defense is a pass rusher and a cornerback away from elevating from good to elite. And I think Josh McCown is 70, 70%, 70% passing rated. NFC Championship game. I'll start. Go ahead. Give me the Eagles and the Rams. And like I said, this is the the Rams. I knew the Eagles were going to be there in this championship game because you can't argue the way they're playing. It was in in between the two Western teams, the Rams and the Seahawks. And I wanted to put the the Seahawks there because of their experience. Give me the Rams. Um, Rams beat the Saints. Six to four. I think Cowboys beat the Vikings six to three. You know, six to three. three okay. Okay. Um, I think the Rams go to Seattle, get beat. That five and two seed matchup, and I think Carson Wentz in his first game has to go up against a division rival, good pass rush, experienced team. Zeke will be back by then. I think the Cowboys and the Seahawks will face off in the NFC Championship game. Oh, that Joey Love is that pass rush is really weird. That pass rush is legit. AFC, Steven? AFC, I have the Patriots versus the Chiefs. Rematch. Except. Oh, no. Except. Don't do it. It's the other way around. Ah, don't do it. For the first time in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl one. The Chiefs defeat the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. Ah. Uh, Wow. The Chiefs just look so good. I have the same AFC championship matchup. I think the Chiefs finally get over a hump by um, beating the Steelers, by winning a game, because we know they can't beat the Steelers. This is the same matchup that that they were coming into last year. They couldn't do it. I have Jets going to Pittsburgh, getting beat pretty handily. Um, I do have the Chargers going into Jacksonville and winning, but I do have the Patriots beating the Chargers and, and the Patriots also beating the Chiefs for a Super Bowl rematch in 2014. Except this time, Seattle goes and writes the wrong. They don't have a running back that they trust anyway. <laughs> um, I think Seattle goes and writes the wrong and beats Tom Brady and beats the Patriots in the Super Bowl 52. You know what the Chiefs? The Chiefs and the Seahawks are very similar. Very similar teams, I agree. Except. except What's the one thing that, you know, that Kansas City has that Seattle doesn't have? Um, it's a running game. Yeah, okay. I can agree with that. So you the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Against two? The Philadelphia Eagles. Alex the Andy, Andy Reid game? The Andy oh Reid game. Oh, my God. Alex Smith is your MVP. Book it. I got Russell Wilson as the MVP, I think. And I think this this wouldn't tarnish. I kind of wanted to pick the Patriots because, God forbid, John Brady goes to the Super Bowl and loses. God forbid he goes and loses 37-34, which I think that's the type of game it would be. I think this left tackle situation with them now, Dwayne Brown, is really going to elevate this team. Deshaun, this is why Deshaun Watson is special. No one's ever done that to this people. I know the weekend to the Legion of Boom is dead. No one's ever done that. They face Aaron Rodgers. They face Tom Brady. I mean, multiple guys. Ben Roethlisberger. 
They didn't do them like that, like the Sean Watson did. I can't wait till the kick comes back. Questions for you. Yeah, I like questions. If the Chiefs do win, if Chiefs do win this thing, Alex Smith is the MVP. He's a starting quarterback. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. I think it's going to be really hard to sell the fans. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. If Alex Smith wins the Super Bowl. I what do you think he can get out early? You know what? This is the, but you know what? I, now I, I'm kind of second guessing because it just referred to me that Alex Smith is a free agent. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I probably not because he can't. He's gonna want a long term deal. If you win the Super Bowl, he's gonna, you're gonna want a long term deal. You're gonna get a long term deal. But that can't be too cheap. Not as you just draft him. So. Uh, he's the guy who looks ready. As they say. As they say. Yeah, I'm going to say, see him. Yeah, I'm happy. We're going to drive out to Kansas City Barbecue. And that is the mid-season. Oh, wow. That was fun. Ah, I think you had over. Do you think I'm wrong? Do you think I'm crazy? No. Um, you know, I would, the one thing I was concerned about with Philadelphia would be the lack of run game. They got J.J. There's a reason why they gave – listen, it's too fishy for me that they gave up J.J. for only a fourth-round pick. Was he that much of a detriment in the locker room to the point where he gave him up for almost nothing? I don't know. We shall soon see, Stephen. But it is week eight, and we do have um, we do <laughs> have our weekly predictions to do. Um, Joe, I haven't got them from him either. Right, do we want a different? I mean, we have about eleven minutes left. Do we want to do it just to pick them? No. What do we want to do? Pick that? How is that fun to you? Is it? Is the phone's ringing? So. I don't know where that came from. Um, even if you'd like to take that, you can take that. Go ahead, take the phone call. I, I don't know. Um, and Stephen walks away. Bye, bye, Steve. Bye. I missed you. Um, as I wait for Stephen to wait to do his picks, uh, I do want to get into something. Colin Kaepernick needs to be on team. <laughs> getting it. I, I, I have one problem. I, I have a couple problems. Um, but first of all, Bob McNair would earn a lot of brownie points. I'm not going to lie. Would earn some brownie points after what he allegedly said, uh, as from a secondary source. He would earn some brownie points signing Colin Kaepernick. Oh, by the way, if they may, if they did sign Colin Kaepernick, I would put them in the playoffs. Guess what? The only problem is they're not going to win many games, if any at all, with Tom Savage. Matt McLoin. I don't even remember the third guy. Said, TJ Yates. I couldn't even remember him. That's, that's how bad it, bad it is. But, um, and I have another problem. I, and my problem is with Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy isn't allowed to get offended by a question. You just lost Aaron Rodgers. You're talking about how you have someone ask you the question, well, you know, do you want to, do you think you'd, be, you'd want to go sign Cameron Cabinet? And he gets so offended by the question, purely because he he's so in love with his backup quarterback, Brett Hundley, kid out of UCLA, four year, uh, three year vet now, because he has so much faith in his young quarterback. You're not allowed to be offended by the question, and then turn right around nine days later, and try to sign Brian Hoyer, who's significantly worse than Colin Kaepernick. So really, that didn't make sense to me. And, um, and yeah, so Kaepernick needs to get on a team. He won't get on a team, but that's neither here or there. Steven, hey, welcome back, buddy. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Did you take your all-important phone call? I will have to give them a call back later. Oh. Because right now, we have our NFL I was about pick. to say, what's more important than me? 
We have about 10 minutes left in the show. I'll do this real quick. Let's get it going, man. Rams, Rams versus the Giants. Rams favored by three and a half points. Give me the Rams all the way. Um, did you see who's playing in the Giants secondary this week? I have no idea. So, give me LA. All right. Next game, the Falcons and the Panthers. Atlanta favored by two. Give me. Give me Atlanta to win this one. In Carolina. Atlanta can't play outside the dome. They can't play in the dome. I, I don't know. The defense is going to boot up Matt Ryan a little bit. I think this is 13-10 written all over. I'll take the Panthers. Next game, we have the Colts and the Texans. Ooh, Houston favored by seven points. You know what? Even though they're just both watching, give me the Texans. No way, man. I think Indianapolis goes in there with a chip on their shoulder after what happened to Luck. Um, seven points is still a lot, so I'll take Indy. The next game, the Bengals at the Jaguars. This game's a blowout. Jacksonville favored by six. I think it's, they win by at least two touchdowns. I'm pulling three interceptions, two pick sixes off Andy Alton. Give me the, give me the, uh, give me the Jags. The next game, we have the Bucks and the Saints. Saints favored by seven points. Give me Drew Brees and the Saints. Yeah, I think this game's going to be closer uh, after what's going on in, in Tampa Bay. We'll see how they respond, but I'll, I'll, I'll take the Tampa Bay Bucks to cover in New Orleans. The next game, we have the Broncos and the Eagles. Philly favored by seven points. I think Eagles run all over the Broncos in this one. Seven Even points. though it's, the defense is way too good, the Broncos, I still think Carson Wentz takes, takes over. This is the first sign of adversity that Carson Wentz is going to have to face against that defense. So I'll take Carson Wentz. Um, uh, I'll take the Eagles to win, but I'll take the Broncos to cover. All right. Next game we have the Ravens and the Titans in Tennessee. Tennessee favored by three and a half points. Give me the Titans in this one. They got to win this home game if they want to, you know, start their way into a wild card spot. Give me the Titans. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Titans. I think I'm not even sure if Flacco's playing. Uh, it doesn't mean I I like the. Ravens any more or less, but Titans are coming off a bye. You know how I feel about that. So, fantastic. All right, the next game we have the Cardinals and the 49ers. Two awful teams. 49ers still without a win. 0 and 8. Arizona favored by two and a half points. Give me Arizona. <laughs> God, I'll take I'll take the home team. Two bad teams. No. Arizona. You know what? If San Francisco doesn't win to the sweep, I don't think they ever will. So between the 49ers. The next game, Redskins in Seattle. Seattle favored by seven and a half points. Give me the Seahawks. I'll take those points with Seattle. Um, Dwayne Brown is now there. Right? Jordan Reed is out. That is official. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a little bit of trouble in that atmosphere, in that stadium, without his best, his best player. The next game, Chiefs in Dallas. Dallas favored by three points. Give me the Chiefs. He's playing, man. Give me Dallas at home. That pass rush is legit, and I think Dak Prescott's going to be throw, going to be able to throw on those old undersized corners in Kansas City. I think Des Bryant has a nice game. Give me, give me the Dallas. Give me Dallas. Kansas City for okay. that one. The next game, Sunday night game, the uh, Raiders and the Dolphins. Well, isn't this a doozy? Can't they just replace it? Yeah. Can't they just put the Cowboys and Chiefs? It has to be at least a week notice. Um. I don't know why they didn't. I mean, maybe this I, is an awful game. The Raiders and the Dolphins. Oakland favored by three points. I wouldn't put it past. It's probably, I'm, I'm sure that one of those two teams, the Cowboys or the Chiefs, probably would go over the limit of how many primetime games they could play in. We've seen them quite a bit already. Yeah. Um, 
give me the Raiders on the. I know they're on the road, but did, did you watch Miami? I know Miami's coming off long rest, but will that help? I, I, they lost forty. You get shut out. Can't get. How do you get shut out? Honestly? I'll take the home team. Give me the Dolphins. Um. Then the Monday night game, the last game, the Lions and Packers. Detroit favored by two and a half points in Lambeau. Give me the Lions. That's it? Yeah. Two and a half points? Two and a half no, points. No, 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 I'm not even, Every time I look at these sketchy – I did it with UCLA. I did it with a couple other games. Every time I see these sketchy lines, I don't like them. I don't like them. I'm staying away from it. Give me the Packers at home to win this game against Detroit. I'm telling you, man, every time. Every time this happens, it's just odd. I don't get it. Oh, you're right. You're stretching. You tie. You look good. You look cute. I mean, what are you doing? That's our week eight NFL picks. And you know what? We're on to our second half of football. Coming down to the end of it. And you know what? Baseball season ended. Hockey season, you know, in November already. And you know what? We're midway through football. So it's a good time for sports. Anything else? Look at this game. This is a fun game. I'm tired. Um, yeah, NBA. Listen, you know what? If the Rangers don't give me anything, have a nice win. I told. I was on the fifth line, everyone, yesterday on Ram Nation Radio, and I said, "Give me my upset special. Give me the Tampa Bay. I excuse me. Give me the New York Rangers to go into Tampa Bay. They usually play. It's either they play Tampa tough and win, or they'll get blown out six nothing. So I was, you know, I was taking the. Uh, I was taking the former, so uh, the latter was not needed. But, uh, yes, yeah, Stephen, I think one thing that is going to get this city uh, excited, um, I do believe the Jets will win eight games and make the playoffs. Um, I think it's going to come down to that. I really do believe that. And Chris Porzingis is in the MVP conversation for a reason. That Knicks team, I know they got blown out the other night. That team's fun to watch. I don't know if you've watched that team yet. They're kind of remind me of the Jets. They're not going to win a lot of games or every game or that many games for that matter, but they're going to be fun to watch. Tim Hardaway Jr. is coming into his own, uh, being the player that everyone hoped that he would be getting $70 million. Chris Stapps is finally becoming – and the Turkish man and his cancer. This is a good player, man. Let me tell you, averaging a double-double – Fun. And I know you're not really big into it. I think this is the, the best year's uh time of the sports year. Baseball, Stephen, you know I love baseball, but it's just uh, 162 games drags on. And, um, and you know, college football is, is, is happening now. And college basketball is right around the corner. The rankings just came out the other day. And now we have NFL going into November, December. Hockey season, we'll see where our team will bring us. It's an exciting time right now. It's my favorite. But, you know what, that'll do it for White Spoon and Oz. I'm Steven. I guess I'm Errol, right? Yeah, I guess we, so. Are we doing that right? Uh, you guys have, everyone have a great weekend. This is the the one thing I do like about doing one-week shows. The, <laughs> the pendulum of uh, what the sports world swings is is so far, is like more than 360 degrees. It's ridiculous. So, We'll see what happens next week, Stephen. Everyone have a good weekend. Have a good week. We'll talk to you guys next week. Weissman and Oz on the I-95 Sports Network. I need a beer. Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks? Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Or a smelly bag? 
Stinky, stinky, stinky! You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty! It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy! Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty!